Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I and Glenn ZB, we're looking back at Wednesday. And um, we're once again asking the question after the, the somewhat fiery uh, Christchurch press debate the other night, whether debates actually do anything. Uh, Chloe Swarbrick was co-hosting with Marcus last night, basically, taking calls about uh, cannabis law reform. Uh, but speaking of reforming things, uh, should we uh, tip the education system on its head again and let the kids be in charge? Is that what we're asking? I know of so many scientists and artists and writers and doctors who came from tiny rural schools, who were inspired by their teachers, who didn't just believe they could foot it amongst the best in the world. They actually could. I know we're big on self-belief these days, but back then there was a self-belief and a capability you were able to foot it amongst the best. I have been appalled at education being hijacked by ideologues. Education should never be about what's fashionable. It shouldn't be about academics' egos fighting to get their particular stance, their particular view of the way it should be, entrenched within the education system itself. It should just be an interesting idea that they might have. It shouldn't become the way we teach our kids. It should never be about competing theories. You do not have fashions in medicine. You have advances, but you don't have fashions. You don't have the way surgeries are done, swinging from one end of the pendulum to the other, the way we have education. Medicine, too, isn't patient-led. It's about best practice. We've let our education system be taken over by academics who have their own interests at heart, not the children's. We need to reclaim it. Yeah, it's a tricky situation. They're always trying to fiddle with it, aren't they? And the problem is, and because, yeah, I know everything about everything, so I'll just weigh in here, um, is that there is no one-size-fits-all solution, isn't it? It turns out that kids are all different. Anyway, um, let's let's hear what the principals have to say about, uh, what's it called, child-based orthodoxy or something? Do you think the New Zealand initiative is wrong to criticise the so-called child-centred orthodoxy? I do think they're wrong. Why? I, I don't think there is any evidence that, uh, that they can base a criticism of child direction on. Uh, there is, there is a, very, a very clear sense that uh, young people should be involved in their own learning. It would be wrong not to do that. Um, that, is, that is what is quite unique and quite special about our approach. So they they say that this is the reason that we are slipping down the international rankings. If you disagree with that, then what is the reason that we're slipping down the international rankings? Well, look, I think we have to remember that the, the international rankings are based on certain assessments, and those assessments uh, really flourish uh, when you are dealing with young people that have been immersed in prescribed curriculums. So to, to, to coin a phrase, if you teach to the test, you're likely to do pretty well on that test. What's special about New Zealand is that we have a very, a very open, broad and generous curriculum that touches on many capabilities that those prescribed assessments don't deal with. Such as what? Really important to remember that. Such as what? Well, such as being able to be a successful manager of yourself. Yes, um, at my kids' school, they give out uh, prizes. 
at the end of the year for self-management or certificates. Um, I certainly never pass self-management. I don't know how to do it and much prefer other people to tell me what to do. And I think that that has definitely held me back. Um, am I just not woke enough? Of course, Judith Collins brought this up with the uh, the leaders' breakfast with Mike Hosking the other day, and it has been sort of having to defend it ever since about the woke subjects. So creative arts as a subject. Uh, I work in the creative industries, and I think a lot of people take this assumption that the creative industry, or the creative courses, are taken for people purely for the arts, people who are interested in pursuing careers in the arts. I honestly strongly disagree. I think there's a lot to be gained as well as creative thinking and critical thinking um, from media studies, from drama, from music. I think encouraging creativity in young people can be used across the board because you need that creative thought, especially with innovation and the, the current climate of coming up with like, new ideas. I think there's more to add than just pursuing the the creative industries when taking classes that promote creativity. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and so it's trying to win the argument. Um, you'll hear people make fun of what artistic projects have been given taxpayer funding. And, and when you hear the names of some of them, you know, it can sound, can sound quite humorous uh, in the way in which a lot of people don't get, for example, a lot of modern art. So how do you win the argument that, that and this is a slight, you know, extension of what we're talking about. But how do you win the argument that that funding for that sort of stuff has a genuine benefit to society? It is a tricky one, and I think it is looking at the different benefits of creativity. Um, I'm working in psychology and the arts and seeing the benefits of creativity on the psyche and how it's the, the place where creativity happens is also the same place where emotions are understood and processed in the mind. Oh, so she's ruined it for me now. Because um, I guess I'm probably uh, have been described as a creative. I'm doing air quotes. I'm not actually doing air quotes. I can never be bothered doing the air quotes, so I just try and make it sound like I'm doing air quotes. Anyway, uh, yeah, people have described me in the past as being a creative. And um, but when you break it down to you know, it's all just helping my brain work better, and you know, analyze it like it, it, it takes all the fun out of it. I'm really just doing it because it, it's fun. Or well, I thought I was. Maybe I. What I thought I was doing is not what I was doing. I'm really going to have to have another good hard look at myself now. Um, of course, uh, it's a busy week for the politicians, given that. We've got an election coming up. Uh, they had that... Uh, Jacinda Ardern and Judith Collins had that debate the other night. Did we learn anything? Senior writer Simon Wilson says, an easy win for Ardern. Claire Trevett, senior political writer. Uh, Judith Collins had a bad day on the hustings, and it showed. And Fran O'Sullivan, head of business for NZME. Jacinda Ardern and Judith Collins brought their A-games. Do these debates actually make the election too much about personalities, though, and not enough about policy? I don't think we're quite at the presidential style of a campaign that you see in some countries, but I sense we're heading that way, and I wonder if it's a good thing. Is it down to the media? Are we bad? Are we lazy? Do we focus too much on the person, not enough on policy? Or have we actually got to a point where, as a country, the political scene has become more presidential, if that's so, then what we're actually voting for 
or not voting for is the party that's picked a leader that we like or that we don't like. Does that serve us best as a nation? I really don't think it does. Somewhere along the line, um, our elections have become more presidential, though, haven't they? It's interesting. Um, I remember it used to certainly be more about the parties than the personalities, but it seems to have changed. I don't have a point. I'm just making random observations. Jeez, uh, imagine if I was on drugs. Scott Marcus, question. Yeah, hi, Marcus. Um, my question is, how many plants are we going to be allowed to grow legally, personally, and do you think it's going to lead to more violent crime? E.g. if people see them growing in the backyard and you try and stop them, do you think there'll be more robberies, where did, home invasion? We had a woman rang last week and she had her rhubarb stolen behind a fence in Christchurch, so... um. It's happening anyway, Scott, but I'll let, I'll let Chloe answer that. Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear about that woman's rhubarb. Yeah. Um, yeah, good question, Scott. So in the legislation is currently drafted, there is provision for personal cultivation because if you don't provide that provision for people to grow it themselves, then they will do anyway, and then it's awfully hard to police it. So what it requires is that people, uh, as an individual, would not be able to grow more than two plants. As a household, no more than four. If you were looking at doing more than that, you would have to get a license and establish a not of a profit or otherwise. Uh, but also... It would not be allowed to be visible from the street or over fences. So I hope that that addresses your question. What about the kids getting their hat? their hands on dad's stash you know there's a plant there because you couldn't stop that could you what's well, the equivalent of, of alcohol of, cabinet yeah yeah, yeah yeah of the alcohol cabinet but the other thing to know is that You'd cannabis be prosecuted. Di- can- yeah exactly and cannabis directly from um a, a tree is, is is not the equivalent of something that ends okay. up going through a drying process it's probably actually far similar to think about it as the equivalent to going through the home brewing beer okay so it's like stealing dad's hops to make beer there's yeah. a, there's a <laughs> ma- that's so, this is okay. basically what I, it's I, like Marsh. there's I, a, I, Oh, I'm going to have to stop there. Uh, they they all sounded like they were making far too much sense, and it was all far too reasonable. And we can't have that around this debate. Um, we need to we need to be throwing around statements like, "Oh, the kids are all going to end up on it" and stuff like that. But aren't actually based on any evidence. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, that has been News Talk ZB. For Thursday, I'll be back here with more uh, grossly generalised uh, statements not really based on fact tomorrow. See you then.